Welcome to the Swing Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Powers. We have game three of the Mariners versus Athletics before they head to Kansas City to take on the Royals. Mariners not doing so hot going into this game, losing the last two to the Athletics, losing three of four to the Angels. So Mariners sitting at 81 and 67 going into the game against the Athletics, who are 55 and 94. And now Mariners are sitting in the third wildcard spot, half game back on Toronto. And then two and a half games back on, excuse me, Tampa Bay. And then George Kirby was taking the mound for the Mariners today. He's seven and four with a 2.98 ERA. In his last 12 starts, guys, he's five and one with 64.2 innings pitched, 2.09 ERA, eight walks, and 74 Ks. Not too bad for the rookie. And then Martinez for the Oakland was taking the mound, kind of called up from AAA not too long ago. He's four and five on the year with a 5.77 ERA. So the Mariners should be able to beat up Martinez going into this game, and they should sure did it. We'll get into that. The lineup, though, going into the game, one was J-Rod, then Mitch, then Carlos Santana. Carlos, however, was playing first base today, and then Ty France in the fourth spot, and he was playing third base. And then Cal Raley, Jared Kelnick, who got called up from AAA, he'll be, he was playing left field after Winker's terrible play the game before where he let the ball go between his legs in the outfield. He's been so poor in the outfield all year long. And then Winker was playing, but he was the DH. Moore played shortstop and Adam Frazier second base. So JP was not in the lineup at shortstop. That's why Dylan Moore was playing because apparently he was dealing with leg and knee issues due to him sliding into, I believe, third base on one of the triples he had against the Angels in game four. When I was at the game, I didn't see him get up with any issues. He continued the rest of the game. So I'm a little confused on what happened there, but Nonetheless, it was fine. Then Kelnick and Terenz were called up. Terenz was called up, but Jake Lamb was DFA'd. So the question is, why are we DFA'ing Jake Lamb if we went all out of our way, Jerry Depoto, to go make a trade with the Giants for a guy who's done nothing for us all year? He's a Seattle na- native, but he's been a disappointment all around. So what was the point of going and trading him? And then he lies to us and says, oh, yeah, he's a special guy. He's a good bat. I promise you. So you wasted all that time where you could have traded for good bats for a man named Jake Lamb, who was crap on the Giants all year long. On the Diamondbacks, he was fine. But it's like you're making trades with the Giants all the time. The Giants don't have guys that do anything to support the Mariners. Nobody. Maybe Boyd. But Kirk Casale and Jake Lamb have been terrible for us. It's a waste of time. We always make these stupid trades with the Giants, and I'm over it. And then Tremel was optioned to AAA as well to let Kelnick and Terence call up. It's ridiculous. Terence has one home run with us in one game, and now we think he's probably going to be good. And then we lose Tremel, who's drawing walks. He hits home runs. He gets on base. I'm very confused because this is kind of going to be our final roster going into the playoffs. It's interesting. And then Eugenio Suarez, he was kind of back. He's taking swings in the um, batting cage, and he's fielding ground balls. So He's working his way back. He still has about six or seven days on the 10-day IL. He is a necessary person to get back. 
especially since now we have Ty France playing third base. But going into the top of the first, Mitch Hanniger, RBI single off of Julio's leadoff double. Ty France gets a single, moves guys to second and third, and then Cal Raley hits a two-run double. All right, so that would give Mariners a 2-0 lead over the Athletics, and then that wasn't it for the inning. Then Jesse Winker, of course, would come up, and he would work a bases-loaded walk, making it 3-0 for the Mariners. However, there is something that is very important to talk about. Going into the bottom of the first, Julio was running out to center field, and immediately Mitch Haniger saw something wrong. He called for the trainer and Scott Service to come out and talk with Julio. Julio was pulled from the game with low back tightness, something he was struggling with against the Angels in game one, I believe, going into game two, he was pulled. So that low back tightness is really worrisome for the Mariners, especially since he's been the guy we just signed for $200 million. He's been that guy for us all year. And it's scary to think that we might lose him for nearly the rest of the year if he goes on the IL and as he probably will. So it's very worrisome. It makes the Kelnick move look a lot better, though. Kelnick had a great game today, which we'll also get into. But Sam Haggerty would pinch hit for Julio, who needed to come out and lead off for the Mariners. And then in the bottom of the third, George Kirby starts getting a little banged up. Steven, well, first off, he works three straight walks. His command was awful today. He struggled behind the mound. He walked three straight, bases loaded, and then Voigt comes up with a bases loaded triple, tying the game. Uh, that, that's a crazy thing to see now in baseball, a bases loaded triple. And then... Langeliers, I believe it is, had an RBI double to bring in Steven Voigt, but that wasn't it. Matt Brash would come in and relieve Kirby. Guys, through 2.1 innings, he had 69 pitches. That's how long Kirby lasted. He didn't do anything good for the Mariners today. He only went 2.1. And then Tony Kep also got an RBI single off of Matt Brash. Not too bad, though. It made it 5-3 athletics. But then, going into the top of the fourth, Jared Kelnick does something right off the bat for the Mariners. Time up. Hits it high and deep right field. There wow. it goes. Wow. Hey now, Jared Kelnick, welcome back. 5-4 Athletics jumping on that first pitch. His fifth home run of the season, RBI number 13. He put up good numbers down in Tacoma. Hitting 295 with 18 homers and 65 runs batted in. That was a good-looking swing and a great result. That was so that would be Kelnick's fifth solo home run on the year. It was to right center field, 427-foot bomb. We cut the Mariners' deficit to one run. And then, two innings later, Jared Kelnick comes up for the Mariners again, has a top-of-the-six double to score Ty France. He has a different leg kick this year. Going up at least this time, the third time, I believe. Different leg kick this time. He looks very competitive right now. He wants to make a difference on this team. September baseball, he wants to show the Mariners and prove to the Mariners that they need him. So I'll let you listen to his double now. Look at this. That's a squibber. It's going to work. Kelnick scores. Demo right behind him. Adam Frazier digging for two. He Safe. A two-run hustle double. Adam Frazier and the Mariners have a 7-5 lead here in the sixth. What a huge hit. That wouldn't be it for the Mariners, though, in the top of the sixth. Then Adam Frazier with two men on would 
hit a double down the left field line to score two more, making it 7-5 Mariners. And Adam Frazier is simply clutch right now. Look at this. That's a squibber. It's going to work. Kelnick scores. Demo right behind him. Adam Frazier digging for two. He is safe. A two-run hustle double. Adam Frazier and the Mariners have a 7-5 lead here in the sixth. What a huge hit. And then the game's not this the game's still not over, of course, right? So why not add some insurance? Ty France, top of the seventh, has an RBI sack fly to bring in Mitch Hanniger, making it eight five Mariners. Then top of the eighth, inning later, Adam Frazier, another RBA RBI for the man today. RBI single making it nine five Mariners. That would be the ball game. Mariners went to win nine to five. And now Mariners improved to 82 and 67, although they have only gone two and five on the road trip. If they want to finish this road trip with a 500 record, they need to sweep Kansas City and win all three games. They are now a half game back on Tampa Bay and a game and a half back on Toronto. They hold the third wild card spot. Still a four game buffer on Baltimore. So nothing to worry about too much right now. Mariners are doing just fine. Still 99% chance to make the playoffs. And honestly, having wild card three might be better than wild card two or one simply because you play Cleveland. Mariners have proven that they can beat Cleveland no matter what. And then if you have, the winner of that will most likely play the Yankees. And Mariners have also beat the Yankees in series this year. So not scary, scary teams to play if you're a wild card three. I'd mean it's better than playing Tampa Bay or Toronto maybe and then also having to go and then play Houston. So I'm not complaining too much. The only thing I am absolutely worried about right now is Julio. He's going to have an MRI on his back in Kansas City. Uh, tomorrow or tonight, whenever they get there. And then Eugenio Suarez is still going to be out. This team's starting to get banged up, and it's really scary. It's nerve-wracking, and the fact that we're going to be relying on guys who have not been hitting good is very worrisome. But nonetheless, they need to go and sweep Kansas City or at least come out of that series with the win. You can't lose all three series on this road trip. But after Kansas City... They will be coming home. They play Texas and Detroit, and that will wrap up the 2022 season. So I'm happy. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to the Swing Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Powers.